guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, productivity coach. I help people to learn how to use nutrition and food as tools to help ourselves feel, look, and do absolutely better in everything in life. Guys, today I wanted to share with you my story and my nutrition story, my food journey. And the purpose of this is to help you see a little bit more inside of my life and my journey and not feeling overwhelmed or like you're failing when things don't work out from the first attempt or from many attempts. When I was a teenager, probably even earlier, I got an autoimmune condition that's called vitiligo. Um, first, autoimmune condition, if you don't know what it is, it's when your immune system starts attacking, starts attacking your own cells and your own tissues, thinking that it's some sort of threat, um, I don't know, some sort of foreign invader trying to harm you, right? Because there are a lot of different molecules circulating in our bloodstream and in our gut all the time. And so the main job of our immune system, if you didn't think about that before, uh, the main job of our immune system is to figure out what is useful, what is self, so, you know, what is you and I, and what, <laughs> what should be defended, and what is foreign, what is, what is potentially can, harmful or can be harmful, right? So immune system is that filter that trying to figure out what's useful and benign and good and what is bad and should be destroyed or there are alarms that should be raised. And autoimmune condition is when your immune system, for one reason or the other, gets really confused. And in my case, it started attacking specialized cells that are called melanin cells that give color to our skin. And so I would see white patches on my skin appearing in random places. And at that time, nobody even talked about the autoimmune condition. Like there was no such thing. <laughs> if you went to a doctor's office, they would not tell you that, right? Only now we start to understand that uh, a whole series of conditions. Because you know, in my case, uh, that was vitiligo or in color of my skin. In some other people's cases, it might be uh, arthritis. It might be uh, psoriasis. And a lot of this, again, uh, conditions are autoimmune conditions, basically immune system just attacking your own self. And I get diagnosed with that condition and doctors told me, we don't know, you know, what the heck is wrong with your body, why it does that and how to treat that. And I had to figure out how to fix it myself because I'm like, I don't agree with the conclusion that I just have to give up and be okay with that, you know, with my, all the white patches on my, on my skin. I didn't feel sick. I felt completely normal. Although, like, looking back, I actually can see that I didn't feel completely normal. But when you're inside your body, it's hard to say, you know, unless you have severe pain, when it's something is wrong and when something isn't. And that, you know, what 
why also, guys, I always recommend uh, anyone who I work with or I encounter in my life to get some objective measure of how well you do, like regular checkups, your blood work, etc. Because unless you have severe, you know, pain conditions or discomforts, you can't really say if you are really well because you're so used to being you. But that aside, so at that point, I started researching different nutrition strategies, different alternative uh, medicine strategies to uh, fix what was happening with the body, you know, from Chinese medicine and all the energy pathways in the body and, and herbs you could take from all the different dietary strategies. So that's where it really started to click for me that food is not just something we put our mouth, not just calories, and you can... Um, eat uh, whatever you want as long as you you don't put weight and you then don't get fat. You know, other than that, you should be fine no matter what you eat, right? That's what I used to think when I was a teenager because nobody at school told me that you eat this, you know, I don't know, vegetables for these vitamins and minerals and this is important because of that. Or you eat these foods like processed crap and that can mess up with your immune system or your gut health, right? So nobody told me that. And so how could I know? Uh, but the sad part also today in our society, our food education, nutrition education is not much better. There are many diet books, but proper nutrition education, scientifically based, and yes, there is such thing as scientifically based nutrition and um, science-based dietary approaches um, compared to all the theories that make the headlines uh, in popular blogs, etc. So again, back to the point, right? That point in my life, I started doing my own research. And I eliminated a bunch of crap from my diet, um, not so much because there was much science around that, but because I felt like the, the books that I read at that point were about natural way of eating, you know, and how food, like, have different, I don't know, sometimes energy, sometimes author would tell a little bit about biochemical composition of the food and why it's important. But so I, I eliminated a bunch of processed stuff. Not as regular as I do now, not even close, but most of the time I would eat whole foods, even though that diet at the time was not balanced. I would go either, like, vegan or raw vegan or some other, you know, new, uh, when I read another book um, on some diet where author was really passionate about it and seemed to have all the right arguments, I would go for it. You know, I also got into fitness modeling and a little bit of bodybuilding world um, as a personal trainer, you know, as I went along. Um, and I tried eating a lot of protein. There were a lot of, like, my mom still makes fun of me um, when remembering me eating, like, 12 eggs, but throwing away almost all of the yolks, maybe, like, two yolks and egg whites. It was, yeah, it was a fun time for my parents, too. And uh, I don't know how they, uh, you know, tolerated all of that, I think, because I had really strong, like, determined personality uh, throughout my whole life. But... My vitiligo with also meditation, yoga, more exercise, eliminating all that crap, it did improve. I now understand why exactly it improved, but that's, you know, for another episode maybe sometimes. So at that point, I understood that food really matters, even though I did not understand exactly how it all was connected, you know, our gut, our health, our brain, like all the biochemical reactions happening in our body. 
Um, I did not understand it because I didn't have the education, but then when I was around 17 or 18, I got certified as a personal trainer, also as a sports nutritionist, so that put me on a different path when I started to look at food and nutrition as sciences that can really change your body. You know, when you are in a fitness modeling or physique athletes world, in bodybuilding world, you truly understand how just eating different food make your body look completely different, also make you feel completely different. Because when you are a physique athlete, when basically you're trying to bring your body fat down a lot, you're, and you're on a special kind of diet, your brain really starts to suffer. Like you walk slower, you think slower, you talk slower. Um, so at least from that perspective, that gave me a more, not so much precise, but more connected to our food picture that, okay, it does, your body your, and your brain and everything is completely different, right? So food does matter. It's not just uh, taste and flavor and calories and proteins and carbs and fats, you know, in bodybuilding world or fitness modeling, those were the biggest one. The macros, micros, I mean, not so many people talked about that at all. First, we didn't have that much information as we do today, but then it seemed to be less important. So anyhow, after that, you know, I was getting my degree as a computer scientist and that kind of was at the back end of my thinking and I didn't develop this side that much, although, you know, I kept eating much, much better then when I was a teenager, um, I also was still reading nutrition, mostly diet books, uh, really. <laughs> there were not that many nutrition books at that time. Um, I was I kept training, but then at the end, when I got my degree, I also worked a little bit as a database uh, designer, like um, for different websites and programs, um, but I didn't work as a computer scientist for, you know, programmer for a long time, maybe like six months tops. And then I decided to pursue what I was more passionate about. It seemed that way, uh, my fitness, my nutrition. And so I also decided to travel. And that's when I started traveling at the age of about, I think, 23. And I lived in many places, uh, from Thailand to Malaysia to Middle East to U.S., New York. That was, you know, on and off for about four or five years. And, um, yeah, I lived in many places, um, Asia, um, Middle East, uh, Latin America and, uh, and America, North America. Um, and throughout my journey, I kept doing reading research. I kept training that how I made money partially as a, a computer scientist doing some side, you know, with blogs, some work with blogs, with computer, with the, like with um, anything related to computer science and design, web design, you know, that I used to do a little bit of that, blogging and then training and doing. I even had a juice delivery company in Thailand. So I was, I was in that world more on and off, more on than off. Um, and then I had an accident. I couldn't move for a while. And that was the end kind of my personal training career. Not completely, but it being a major part of my life. 
And at that point, I realized I needed something, some other career that didn't involve me being physically active, because that was not guaranteed, as I learned, you know, in my uh, mid-twenties. Like, I was not invincible, and I could die, or at least my movement ability could be compromised a lot. And so that's when I got into... um, Institute of Integrative Nutrition that is based in New York, and I got my health coaching certification. After that, I started getting more nutrition coaching certifications. Back in Russia, again, I got certified as a nutritionist, but then I got into, you know, precision nutrition because a friend in New York recommended me, like, this is the best education for nutrition coaches, and I do believe it is the best out there. So I got my level one, then I got my level two. Now I'm getting through an updated level two plus health coaching from precision nutrition. So now it never stopped. And then I started to get more and more into actual science of nutrition. I started to read nutrition books written by scientists who uh, do lecturing in universities, um, sometimes medical universities, sometimes not. But uh, I got to understand that nutrition, it's deep, and there are precise details, like there are, for example, certain essential nutrients, right? We don't eat them, we're going to suffer sooner or later, more or less. In every case, it's slightly different. And so I never stopped, and now I'm getting more and more into that. And throughout this whole journey, guys, my eating habits started to change a lot, especially once I got my accident, once I had my accident, when I, once I got my health um coach certification, once I got into precision nutrition education, I, once I started reading a lot of nutrition science books, and also I attended a lot of lectures, online lectures in different universities, and my eating habits started to change a lot because I'm a person who does get motivated because I know better. I cannot live in a state when I know something, but I don't apply it into my life, right? And so if I know that certain nutrients, we need to eat them on a regular basis, uh, it's there is no way I'm going to just say, well, yeah, this knowledge, I'm not going to apply it because I don't feel like it or because I don't like eating fatty fish or sardines or vegetables or chicken liver, because I never really ate it when I was growing up. You know, I don't like this food. I know the science, but I'm not going to do that. That's not the kind of person I am. If I know the science, if I know that it's from good sources, that is legit, solid science, I'm going to apply it to my life, because why not? Right? And then I change one habit, and then another habit, and then now my meal plan, you know, something that you see on my in my Instagram stories, all my meals, all my, uh, you know, a lot of vegetables, organ meats, fatty fish, all these, you know, what we call healthy foods, first of all, it didn't happen overnight. It's been, I guess, 20-year journey by now. And another thing is sometimes... I knew that the habit was not really great for me, like eating a lot of sweets or or desserts. I used to have, like, I had the biggest sweet tooth on the planet because I could eat uh, close to three pounds of chocolate in one sitting. And believe it or not, that wouldn't really make me sick. Like, the next day I would feel, uh, and then this guilt trip, you know, why did I do that? And then, then my energy kind of like all over the place for the next couple of days and, and sleep that night was, was really awful. 
So I used to have those episodes, I would say, once in a week, in a couple of weeks. Um, and I knew they didn't work for me, but I could not change them from the the number one. Like, I decided I'm going to change this pattern, this habit of eating a lot of sweets, and then it just happened. I stopped. No, I actually had to work deeper through my emotional balance, my ability to manage stress, And only after I addressed these deeper issues, like really addressed them and learned how to relax without food, how to manage my stress and slow down again without food, uh, it took me time to really master that. And that's why now I feel like, why would I eat sweets? They don't have any nutritional value. To be honest, I enjoy my fruit much, much more than any sweet desserts for me. Like the flavor in a really ripe local fruit is so much richer and so much um, intricate, right? It's not just blunt sweetness. No, there is so much... Um, I don't know how to explain it, richness and variety, and each fruit tastes completely different from the one before. Even if it's just two bananas, each one will taste different, right? Once your palate is really clean and you don't eat processed foods, you can actually notice those differences. You become like a food connoisseur. Every piece of food, especially great quality food, uh, it starts to have this intricate taste, and you just get so many sensations, right? But that didn't happen overnight. Again, it took me years. And for a few years, I worked on these habits when I was figuring out my better eating habits. You know, over the past three months, even, it's been a huge change because um, of really good science educators like Andrew Huberman, uh, I learned that, for example, when we eat, when our eating timing is all over the place, it really affects our circadian biology and all of our, uh, our ability to recover and to perform mentally and physically. And so I learned more science about how timing is important of our sleep, of our meals, uh, of things we do in our days. And so that um, helped me to that motivated me to stick with the same eating uh, times because there uh, would be times when I would eat, let's say, at 8 p.m. That for me is very late. I go to bed at like 9, 9.30. And, I, and the next day I would wake up and I would not feel good. And when I looked at my mirror, I knew I didn't look my, my best either. Like nobody else would notice, but I knew that, right? So, um, Andrew Huberman, he is a neuroscientist. He has his lab in Stanford. Uh, he has also other scientific titles. Um, but he's huge on circadian biology. He invites a lot of uh, scientists in this area on his podcast, Huberman Lab. And so anyhow, I got motivated and I decided a couple of months ago that I'm going to sleep on the same time unless, you know, there is something really important happening. Uh, and I'm not going to allow myself to do that more than once a week. Um, I'm going to eat on the same time, um, even if sometimes uh, I go without dinner, but I'm not going to eat late. And so since then, my energy levels, uh, the consistency, the motivation, the drive, sleep quality, work quality, my ability to persist when I'm experiencing challenges in my life, my ability to emotionally regulate myself and to manage stressful situation, it grew so much just because of this thing of timing. And so the point is, guys, 
Even now, I'm still growing, I'm still developing. What you see on my Instagram, it requires no willpower, but it did require a lot of work at the beginning to rewire those habits. And the practical takeaway, you know, of my whole story of um, all these details, the practical takeaway for you guys is that don't treat your journey as on-off journey. No, if you know that something, some habit, maybe eating habit, maybe lifestyle habit doesn't work for you, and you clearly understand why it doesn't work for you, and you know you want to change it, then take the courage, work on changing it, but also be prepared. That's going to be challenging. You can't change it. You keep doing the same thing because on some level, it, it is easy and it works for you and it's wired in your brain. There is a special circuit that is quite strong in your brain that makes this habit that doesn't work for you happen and feel easy. And rewiring that pathway in your brain, that will feel like more work and it's going to be challenging. And you might get through your uh, personal, the, the issues of your personality or your character. And that's not a good feeling, guys. It's like your identity is being challenged, right? And so it's not easy to change your habits because they became part of your identity. But if you know something is worth it and you know like something in you tells you like, it's not working for me, you know, take the courage to create a new self that you're going to enjoy more. You know, I heard this saying um, a couple of days ago, maybe three, four days ago, when we let go of self, we open ourselves to greatness. When we let go of self, we open ourselves to greatness. And what it means, guys, is a human, it's a work in progress, always. It never stops. And how we progress, how we grow is through challenges. But in order to accept the challenge that life will bring to us, we need to let go of our old self. We really need to be okay with the fact that that self is going to change. We need to identify ourselves with that image less, and then the change going to be a little bit easier and less challenging, and we're not going to feel like our whole life and identity is threatened just because we decided to, um, let's say, eat seafood instead of beef, um, because seafood might not work for our metabolism all that well. I'm not saying that it's the case for you guys. I'm just saying that a lot of times our food becomes our identity. And so even quitting one beer becomes like a identity crisis kind of episode because, oh my God, this is me. If I drink my, if I quit my beer, it's going to be someone else, right? Subconsciously, that's what's going on in your mind. Your habits your food habits, including your lifestyle habits, they become such an ingrained part of you and you're so, so not ready to let go of that old self, then you'd rather keep your old habits that do not work for you anymore than accept the challenge, ex uh, let go of self and grow into something different, something that you are destined to become, right? We human beings, we are human becomings. We are always in transition every single day, every single moment. And so treat every habit like that also. And understand, guys, anyone whose habits you admire, they did not come there in a day. Most probably, things that we admire the most in, most in, in our heroes, they actually worked on that. 
more often than not. And what you see today was completely different even a year ago, probably. Right? Realize that and realize that you are exactly the same. And so if something is difficult and challenging for you today, it doesn't mean it's going to be like that always. And that's the takeaway. Let go of self, keep working, understand what's important for you, what's working, what's not working, and bring more into your life what's working. And guys, your identity, it's not fixed. So don't be afraid to let it go. (laughs) You'll have to let it go if you want to live a fulfilling, uh, happy life. You'll have to sooner or later. And sooner is always better than later, right? You have a whole life to enjoy. And when you let go of your old self, it's so much easier. Um, so maybe not such nutrition, nutritious or deeper nutrition episode, but I hope you learned something useful. And again, what you see right now in my life, uh, how I live my life, what I do, how I do it, my eating habits, they are the way they are because of my 20 year journey, not because one day I decided I'm going to eat that way, right? Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'm going to stop my rant here and be respectful to your time. Uh, Have an amazing weekend. Think about what you heard today, right? Just think about it. Let your mind do the work subconsciously and then do the actions that you are compelled doing, that you feel like doing that feels the natural next step. Guys, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate your time and attention. Share this episode with a person who you think might benefit from this episode. And till next time, as usual, eat better daily. And guys, it doesn't matter what that better looks like, even if it's eating a portion, uh, an additional serving of vegetables and a little bit less of maybe alcohol or sweets or things you know don't work for you, right? Better is different for every person. So eat better daily.